1: Hello, everyone. I'm J.S. Mayunk, director and co-creator. I'm David Carlisle, the co-writer of America
2: 2.0, a six-part scripted narrative podcast series.
1: In episode six, we see the conclusion of Seth's story as Anna, Porter, Vivian, Olivia, and Dan all come together.
2: Seth's supporters and adversaries will either band with him or conspire to bring him down.
1: Will Seth rise to the occasion and lift America 2.0 from idea into actuality? Or will he get stuck in the quicksand of D.C. politics? We'll all find out together in our season finale entitled, Reinventing Tomorrow.
0: Previously
1: on America
2: 2.0
3: Is Seth McGuire out of touch with America's energy policy?
4: Seth, we need a plan. Now, I can tell you don't like opera.
2: I like the idea of opera.
3: You don't have to try to impress me by pretending to look cultured.
2: I'm not trying to impress you.
3: Of course you are, as you should be. I'm very impressive and I'm worthy
4: of being impressed. Everyone knows Vivian's a Republican. Not
2: everyone knows.
4: Everyone. Vita! I knew!
2: Vivian, it's over. You and I, this, done, fini, kaput. I don't know what I expected from a two-bit lobbyist. (laughs)
4: Ah. Why on God's green earth do you think I would give you the exclusive?
2: Because you feel bad about not calling me back. I mean, I know it was just one magical night and you got the story you wanted.
4: Ugh. Oh, what are you knitting? It's
2: a sweater for Josie. How's Josephine? She's great. I don't get to see her as much as I'd like. I'm the best writer in this entire damn town. Porter. And I quit! <laughs> now here, I have something I'd like you to take a look at. America 2.0. Is this uh, some new policy document? It's good seeing you, Seth. Come on, it can't be that bad. Well, I guess I'm picking up the check. Hey, Seth, this one's for free. Careful who you talk to. Loose lips, sink ships.
0: You gotta stop talking to people about this. You're never gonna be the nominee. Not like this.
2: Are you saying that if I run, you won't back me?
0: I'm saying that even if I want it... I might not be
2: able to. I haven't been sleeping, sir. Well, why don't we line them up and kick it old school? You want to play foosball right now? <sighs> Shh, nice one. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Get out of Congress and go back to where you belong. Does this mean you'll help me?
0: Absolutely not. If you do this, you have to do it on your own. If you're going to take the leap, you know what you have to do now, right?
5: I know I should be asking you how you were feeling after your meeting with the former president. If his words inspired and emboldened you, or if you were let down by his unwillingness to support you. But what I really want to know is, who won the game?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did, I I never went easy on him. Why start now, you know?
5: (laughs) But I'm sure that conversation left you with a lot to think about.
2: It was overwhelming to the point where I needed to go clear my head. So I went and did what I always do, I volunteered.
5: Like at a soup kitchen?
2: It's more of a temporary homeless shelter for families with kids. It's technically in a National Guard armory, but really it's just a rundown gymnasium with rubber mats for beds.
5: And what do you do in a place like that?
2: Whatever Kyrie asks. Kyrie? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Kyrie Jones. This bright, motivated young man who runs the program. Some nights he has us serving food, other times we disinfect the mats. It just depends on how many volunteers they get.
5: How many did they have that night?
2: Not enough. I still remember we had just finished spraying Lysol over the place where the children would be sleeping that evening. You know, lots of politicians come around here, usually once a year or so, get their photo op and then peace, but you always come alone. No cameras, nothing, never even seen you take a selfie. What gives? Well, helping people means more than just showing up. Now, the cruelest of all ironies are the ones we know. The sadness that we recognize, but we do nothing to change. I gotta say, man, a politician who actually cares, that's a unicorn around here. And Kyrie, how'd, how'd you get into this kind of work? Oh, I'm in grad school at getting my mask in public administration. So is this a course requirement? Nah, oh, man, nothing like that. I just know I want to help people. I like to run a nonprofit one day, so when I graduate I need to have more than just a degree. I need to have real world experience working with people who really need my help, you know? Hm. Hey, Congressman. Yeah? It's really awesome having you here, man. Thank you for all you do. No. Thank you. You're the real hero. It's people like you who make this the greatest country in the world. You still believe that?
5: Kyrie sounds like an amazing young man.
2: He is truly our best and brightest made manifest.
5: In him, you found the courage you needed for what would become a monumental TV appearance.
2: Hmm. You could say that.
3: Welcome back. I've been speaking with Congressman Seth McGuire, and we have just enough time for one last question. After everything you've been through this past week, Congressman, why not just do what politically makes the most sense and back down from your statement?
2: Well, thank you, Dana. And that's an excellent question. And you're right. Backing down would be the safe thing to do. Accepting the status quo is always easy. But this is the time for courage. Not to say we're okay living next door to a failing nuclear reactor, because that is not courage at all. No, this is the time for us to stand up, united, as citizens, and make our voices heard. We no longer accept that what is established must be our reality. Change is imminent. Reinvention is upon us. Now, people will say this is a bad political move, but my constituents elected me to represent them to the best of my ability. Now, that means standing on my principles and acting in their best interests. And I believe that the people of the California 48th care more about that than they do about political posturing. And I am betting my seat in Congress on it.
3: So there you have it. Congressman, thank you for being here. And thank you at home
4: for watching.
0: And we're out.
4: That was great. Okay, now you just have one more apology left.
2: What did I do now, Olivia?
4: Everyone knows what happened with Vivian.
2: Not everyone knows.
4: Everyone Dana? Drink to the face? Yep. See? Go talk to her. Use that famous charm. You know, the the one we saw on TV for two years and you completely forgot you had once you joined Congress?
2: I'm here to see Vivian Lewis. I'm...
4: I know who you are, Congressman.
2: I'm not sure if that's a good or a bad thing.
4: I'm not allowed to like you, seeing as I work here. But what you said, it wasn't like... Totally horrible.
3: Do I need to call security?
2: Give me five minutes. Please. Fine. I am really sorry about last night.
3: No, you were right. This, us. We won't work.
2: Why? Because I'm a Democrat?
3: Because you suck at your job. Doubling down on your position isn't a substitute for an apology.
2: I did the right thing. What's best for my constituents, and I'm very good at my job. I just... Maybe may be bad at keeping it, apparently. Three minutes. <sighs> okay, look, I, I came here because I wanted to give you something. I'm calling it America 2.0, and I'd like you to read it. But more importantly, I really like your honest, professional opinion.
3: Why do you care about what I think?
2: Because we've become a country of divisiveness. We don't reach across the aisle. We, we, we dismiss each other. And I'm sorry, but I don't think that half the country is filled with seething racists and ignorant bigots. I know that they did what they thought they had to do in order to improve their lives because they saw no other option. And if we wanted them to understand our ideals, we shouldn't have made them feel like they weren't welcome in their own country. That's That their voice and opinions are valueless or stupid. You're doing it again. Doing what?
3: Generalizing. Lumping me in with an ideology. I'm a Republican, yes, but that doesn't define me. I'm a Christian, but I also firmly believe in the separation of church and state. I'm a conservative, but I don't support a Muslim registry. You you liberals, you want to paint us all with this vast swath of red, but I am more. So I ask you again, Seth, why do you care about what I think?
2: Because you're impressive and worthy of being impressed. And if I could have another opportunity, I would very much like to take you out on a third date.
3: Fine. Pick a night next week.
2: Great. I'm taking you to the ballet.
3: You don't like ballet.
2: I like the idea of ballet. Venti mocha macchiato for Dan.
4: I didn't think you even remembered me, Danny.
2: You were pretty memorable, Olivia. How'd you find me here?
4: Oh, please. You check in on Foursquare more often than a tween socialite. I was a stupid 25-year-old trying to navigate D.C. I didn't know what I was doing.
1: Wait a minute. Is this an apology?
4: Because I may need to brace myself. Don't be an ass. Dinner, this weekend. You can pick me up. Okay. But if we
2: do this, we can't talk about your boss. Cone of silence. It's working. has nothing to do with you.
5: As long as it goes both ways. Did you know about Olivia and Dan?
2: Well, I think we've already established that I didn't know anything about anything.
5: Fair enough. So where were you when the story broke?
2: I was home, knitting, trying to relax and failing miserably.
3: This evening's bombshell headline from the Washington Herald, Seth McGuire's America 2.0 platform, or pipe dream. Dan Carrington has the exclusive.
2: Damn it! Oh, God.
0: You've reached Anna Rossi from the DNC. Please leave a message.
2: Uh, uh, hey. Uh, I'm sorry to bother you. I'm, I'm just having a day, and I know I don't get her till tomorrow, but I would... Really love to see Josie, so just let me know if that's possible. Um okay. Bye. What? what the hell? Did you just throw a rock through my window?
3: Raid the rock.
2: Reinventing tomorrow. I like it. You owe me a window and forty dollars for terrible drinks. Yeah, I don't know if you heard, but uh, I'm out of a job. It's a shame about that? We should work out some sort of payment plan. You give me a job and pay me? How's that for a plan? What'd you have in mind?
0: Communications director.
2: It's a lofty title. You think you're qualified?
0: When we win the election, I will have earned it. You want to come up? Nah, I'm good. Wait, that's it? You needed a slogan, I needed a job. That's enough for my first day. <sighs>
2: Oh, Anna, hey. You can come see her. Hey, I made this sweater for Josephine.
0: That's sweet. Good luck getting her to wear it. It's been some kind of day, hasn't it?
2: To put it mildly.
0: Tell me why. Why what? Why this plan and why right now?
2: Because in 1961, JFK said we'd put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. And in 69, we touched down in the sea of tranquility. Because we've turned microprocessors into an art form, but there are babies in this country that still starve to death. Because we know exactly what particles existed at the inception of the universe, yet we cannot even come close to convincing any of our best and brightest to become educators. Because the vastness of the universe is within our reach, yet... Basic human dignity for all still exceeds our grasp. And because of Kyrie Jones.
0: Am I supposed to know who that is?
2: No. But you should. We all should. He's a remarkable kid. He's paying his own way through his masters at Georgetown while spending his free time volunteering at House for Hope.
0: Mm. That's a nice anecdote, but I don't see a connection.
2: We're a nation of icons, Anna. Anna. We revere Neil Armstrong and Steve Jobs, Nelson Rockefeller, and Oprah, but but the the greatest among us, the ones who sacrifice so much to do good, they're, they're just forgotten by history, or they're never noticed at all. You want to help kids like Kyrie? I want to help everyone. I want to affect change on such a massive scale that we can turn the tide. I mean. We, We can finally recapture what it means to be America. One United States working together for the good of all of our citizens. No one gets left behind. No one suffers. Falling is easy. Now we have to pick each other up because so many people have so little with so far left to climb. And the fortunate few have so much rope to give. Anna, we can ensure for generations to come that... Being born in America affords you the chance to succeed, and not by luck or by the grace of God, but by the sheer will and hard work of the men and women that make this country great. God, you're crazy. You know that? Ready to see her? Please.
1: <gasps> Josie! Hey! Who's a good girl, Joseph? <gasps> oh, girl, what
2: a good dog. Hi. Right. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know what to be more distressed about right now. the Leak or President Rutherford. Mm,
0: he called me, you know. Said you took it well.
2: Yeah, getting used to rejection.
0: Well, that's good, because more will come. But that's not what this was.
2: Come on, he turned me down, plain and simple. He said...
0: Exactly what you needed to hear. You can do this on your own.
2: But that doesn't mean I'll have to.
0: You'll need to control how information gets to the media.
2: (sighs) I just don't get it. I thought... I thought it was Vivian, but she didn't tell Dan, and there are only a couple of other people who knew. Uh, Olivia, Porter, Helen, the president... Loose lips, sink ships. Wait, Dan said that to me the other day, just like that.
0: Did he now?
2: It was you? What? And it's not ready yet. I, could, I could've used more time.
0: It was gonna get out anyway. Now, you better get ready, cause for better or for worse, we're about to find out if this thing is viable.
2: Why'd you do it? Please, tell me this is part of some strategy.
0: I have to be the bad guy, or at least appear to be. Why? So that no one questions why I'm loyal to you. It has to come off professional, not personal. All right.
2: I don't understand. Leaking this makes you look exactly the opposite of loyal to me.
0: That's the point.
2: Does that mean you're behind me?
0: I was always behind you.
5: And the rest, as they say, is history.
2: Not precisely.
5: But I have a feeling that's all I'm going to get for now.
2: (laughs) Impeccable instincts, as always. It was really nice chatting with you, Tamsin.
5: Likewise. Um, before I go, can I get one more packet of the peanuts with the official seal on it? I know it's silly, but my daughter will get a real kick out of it. It seems absurd, since tomorrow morning she'll have enough money to buy anything she wants.
2: But there's some things that money still can't buy. Ladies and gentlemen, we are preparing for landing. We'll be crossing the Potomac over your left shoulder there and touching down in Washington, D.C. in no about 15 minutes thank you for flying Air Force One
5: it was a pleasure Mr. President
0: America 2.0 is a global original podcast it's directed by J.S. Myunk. created and written by J.S. Mayank and David Carlyle produced by J.S. Myunk, David Carlyle Jeremy Gordon and Spencer Garrett casting by Jeremy Gordon with performances by Patrick J. Adams Kate Walsh Shinola Hampton Jack Coleman Autumn Reeser, Lorian Haynes, Spence Moore II, Dana Bash, with Spencer Garrett. Recording and mixing by Mitch Dorf and Michael Miller. Sound design and editing by Rusty Dunn, with original music by Antonio Lepore.
1: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
2: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Lastly, we at America 2.0 would like to extend a very special thanks to the following people. Matt Kuter and Ryan Rose at DAX, Jackie Jones and Jennifer Bowman Gallagher at the Formosa Group. But most of all, thanks to you, our listeners.
0: Hello, I'm Faith McQuinn, creator of the podcast Margaritas and Donuts from Observer Pictures. I think we can all relate to the awkward, clumsy moments during the start of a new relationship and the sweet moments as well. Margaritas and Donuts is about Josephine, a pediatrician who's been pretty unlucky in love as she starts a new relationship with Malik, an ophthalmologist that works in the same building she does. Malik is exactly what Josephine needs, even if she doesn't know it yet. With the support of her bestie, Katrina, Jo navigates the ups, downs, sweetness, and saltiness of romance. Get your rom-com fix and listen to Margaritas and Donuts wherever you get your podcasts. You can learn more at md.observerpictures.com. Happy listening.